What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you for joining us, as always. Today on the show, we have a guest named Hook. Now, if you guys were following along over the last couple years when I was doing the other podcast, I did have Hook on as a guest, but I'm going to be revisiting some of the guests that I had on the other podcast called You Feel Me because... Not only did I have on a lot of guests that I really liked on that show, but the ones that we did on video, I often felt like I didn't really get to, like, do my full interview thing. And then ones that I had just at the house recording audio ones, there was missing the video performance element. And I think that's very important. And I really wanted you guys to be able to see Hook perform. I think she's a really special talent. I think right now we are living in an age where women rappers are ruling the world and she's going to be amongst them in that conversation. And so, yeah, I wanted to have her on the show again. And it was a joy to talk to her, to be honest. She's just a really fun young lady. So here we are month about two and a half of safer at home orders and the world is starting to open back up in a lot of other states california not so much to an extent the beaches are back open but you're not allowed to sunbathe on them you're not allowed to sit in a chair you can only walk around i'll be honest I don't really understand that rule. Seems more likely that you'll cross paths with somebody if you're walking around, whereas if you're just sitting, particularly with anybody that you're cohabitating with, it seems pretty safe and easy to social distance that way. Not trying to be conspiratorial, not trying to be anti-government, any of that stuff, just saying... I don't understand the science behind it. Maybe somebody could fill me in. It's Memorial Day weekend as I'm recording this, and it seems like a lot of people are really trying to go out and enjoy their Memorial Day weekend. A lot of people asking, like, oh, what are you going to do on your four-day weekend? Like, motherfucker, what am I going to be doing that I've been doing for the last two months? I'm going to sit my ass at home. I'm definitely not trying to, like, go out and do anything on a weekend where everybody thinks it's, like, okay, shit's back to normal, and we're going to go out and, and celebrate Memorial Day like we normally would. Like, fuck that. I think just because you can leave the house according to the higher-ups doesn't mean you should leave the house. I don't know. I'm still ready to wait it out a little bit. I'm doing my controlled get-together type things. Like I said, I'm recording these episodes. There's three of us in the building or in the room at a time. It's me, Ben, and the artist. And that seems safe to me and reasonable, particularly now that the CDC has stated that the virus doesn't really transfer from surfaces very well. Like your chances of catching coronavirus from touching a delivery box or a kitchen counter or whatever, like we all thought, That's not really the case. The case being that it's very contagious in large groups of people, particularly from super spreaders, right? Because studies have shown that while the average person is infecting two to three people, or the average sick person is infecting two to three people, the fact of the matter is most, the majority of people who catch the coronavirus don't infect anybody else because they get sick and then they're at home or they're practicing safe social distancing to an extent. And so by the time they get sick, they're not getting anyone else sick. Now there are super spreaders. Those are the ones who are like, asymptomatic or only get a little bit sick and just keep going about their daily lives. And those people 
are getting the majority of other people sick. They're getting 20 to 40 people sick. And so all I'm getting at is that, like, you should still keep your ass home. Don't go to the big gatherings. I know a lot of your states are opening back up. I know Georgia's opening back up. I know a lot of places, I think, are in a rush to end the unemployment. And that does not support the science of what's going on. I just hope everybody's staying safe, staying home. Okay, enough with the coronavirus shit. I know that's kind of boring. Nobody wants to hear about it. My bad. I want to talk a little bit about getting older and wanting to find hobbies. Because hobbies are not something that I always had. And last year and the year before, when I was doing the other podcasts and getting paid really well, I had a lot of free time on my hand because we would record in short bursts. And then I would be home the rest of the time not doing shit. And so that is how I found the sheep herding hobby. But then also, I started picking up woodworking last year. And when I say pick up, I mean that very loosely. The reality is I took a couple of classes and then I don't have enough money to be taking them classes no more. But it was cool. I had this grand, my step-grandfather. His name is Bruce. Rest in peace. I talked about him on the show. He had a garage full of shit. He had a garage full of woodworking tools. And when I was a kid, I was like, I don't want to fuck with those woodworking tools. You know, me and Bruce, we didn't get along all that great when I was a youngster. And he would offer to teach me. I think he really wanted somebody to teach how to do woodworking. But I was like, man, fuck that. I never want to work with my hands. I never want to be in construction. I was a snob. I was like, I want to be an artist. I want to do something using my brain, writing or photography or whatever. Like, I don't want to ever be having to, like, use my hands. Now that I'm damn near 40, like, about to turn, I'll be 39 in two months. Now I'm like, why didn't I pick up woodworking from Bruce. God damn it. Hindsight is a motherfucker because now for the last two and a half months with nothing to do, what the fuck have I been doing? I've been doing jack shit. And so I took some woodworking classes. I built a bench, built a couple of frames, ran out of a little bit of time and money or else I would have gone in and like tried to build a tabletop, maybe some chairs. I would have gone crazy with it. You got to have hobbies, man. What I realized is that like work was always my hobby in my 20s. It was like I had a job and then I worked on all the things I wanted to be my job in my spare time. Right. So like podcasting was a hobby. Rapping was a hobby. Making Internet content was a hobby. Like and then I had my free time activities, which were all super toxic, like going out and, and getting drunk, chasing women, yada, yada. But the reality of it is my hobbies were always these creative endeavors that I wanted to be my job. And then when the creative endeavors actually started paying the bills, I was like, fuck, I don't have anything that I do for fun. And so that's been a real like challenge for me because I don't know. I don't like to work out that much anymore. I'm just trying to let myself be like a nice, you know, barrel chested, pot bellied old man. So, yeah, I needed some hobbies. That said... I did pick up a couple, I I picked up one old slash new hobby over the break in that our last two guests were both really inspiring. Well, Overcast, we filmed before the quarantine, right? And so he and I basically talked about FL Studio a bunch. And so right after we recorded our podcast, I downloaded FL Studio, started making hella beats. I've probably made in the two months, I probably made like 40 beats. That's probably not that many. But for me, that's a lot. I was trying to like bang out like two a day for a while. None of them are that good. Out of those 40 beats, I probably got two 
that I think are actual slaps. And I'm getting a little better, but truth be told, I don't have any MIDI controllers. I really, I want to get a MIDI controller, I think, and start fucking with that because I want to get better at chops. Right now, what I'm really good at is picking out a sweet loop. Like, I'm good at finding a sweet loop and then checking to see if anybody's used that loop before and then maybe adding some drums or at least adding the right kind of filters to make it knock a little harder. But the reality is I'm just really on some, like, pure loop shit. I wish that I could learn to chop a little better and then get a little more funky with it. Because, you know, my beat idols are dudes that I talk about. Like, not only Mark that I work with, but I fucking love DiBiase. Uh, I love Sam I Am, Ross G, all them dudes. Like, that is some—Alchemist, uh, of course. That's, like, one of my, that's one of my favorite beat makers. I want to be able to get my chops up like them fools. So, who knows? There's work to do. The other thing that I've been really doing for a hobby— over the break this is my summer break the fucking quarantine i got sucked back into red dead redemption 2 god damn it i really wish i wouldn't have because that game does evil addictive things to me i beat it two years ago when it came out or a year and a half ago when it came out whenever it was it was like 2018 when it came out i think and i beat it pretty quick relatively i mean i probably played for like four months straight to beat the story and i was like you know what fuck it i'm on 100 percent this game and then I started trying to 100% it, and I was like, oh, fuck this. This is, like, impossible. It's so tedious. Oh, God, I, I just couldn't. And then Safer From Home Orders came, and guess what? I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and try to pick up this year-and-a-half-year-old save that's at, like, 91% or something and see if I can get it to 100%. But little did I know that that last 9% is the most tedious tasks. They just send you on these arbitrary chores and collecting things that are so boring. And I forced myself into it just to, like, satisfy my OCD. I'm, like, collecting orchids and fucking trying to get perfect squirrel carcasses and hunt down badgers and... All this bullshit, man. Ugh, man, it took me forever, but I took that 90% on Red Dead Redemption 2 with the help of some guides and shit like that because there's a bunch of nerds. Shout out to all the nerds that have, like, mapped out all these, like, tedious chores that you need to do because it is, like, infinity tasks to get it to 100%. And the other day, you know what? 100%ed it. And it felt great. It felt good. And even though it was, like, kind of boring running around the map, it reminded me, like, wow, this is a very big, epic game. Like, it is huge. The map, the world, what, whatever you want to call it, it is enormous. And so right after I 100%ed it, what did I do? Started that bitch over. I started over from the beginning, and now I'm playing the fucking story mode again. And now, guess what? Haven't been making beats that much anymore. Why not? Because I got sucked into fucking Red Dead Redemption. And, man, I wish that my personality wasn't so addictive. And now my wife is getting, like, into video. Like, she's been into video games. Like, she's a mad gamer, but just, like, a different type of gamer than me. Like, she loves mystery video games and, like, story-based games. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Life is Strange and shit like that or, or like, the Walking Dead video games. But, like, those kind of things where you just kind of walk around and, like, a story. It's, it's almost like watching a TV episode more so than playing a game. You know, because you're not having to do any like real clicking or surviving type shit. It's just like you make choices and the choices affect the story. 
so she fucks with those kind of games. So now it's like a as we're both at home, neither with that much work to do, we're like competing for TV time on the fucking Xbox because <laughs> we just have the one TV. So it's like if I'm not on Red Dead she's waiting around to get on her game and then when she's on her game i'm like man i can't wait to get back on red dead that's safer at home (laughs) i don't fucking know man i can't wait for shit to just man give me some semblance of normalcy again bro i'm tired of being at home i'm tired of being suspicious of everybody i'm tired of fucking i'm tired of people being suspicious of me too like i it's just very just feels weird right now so I don't know. That's what I've been up to. I need more hobbies. I really miss herding now. I talked to you guys about herding two episodes ago, and that's what I was doing back when I recorded that shit. I was going every Tuesday with Cooper to go herding, and now I can't because Paul, my cantankerous herding coach, the very last time that I went up there, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I wouldn't really be worried about this. Except I have asthma. I said, what the fuck, Paul? You have asthma? Because we were, like, talking back and forth, like, yo, do you guys want us to keep coming up here? Like, what's going on there? Send an email saying, like, yo, we're practicing social distancing. Like, we think that it's going to be safe to come up. Like, just everybody keep their distance, wash your hands, et cetera, et cetera. And then it became, like, okay, wear masks when you come up. And then Paul was like, yeah, I have asthma. And I was like, Paul. I'm not going to fucking be responsible for bringing the coronavirus up to your ranch and killing you because you have asthma. So I'm going to have to stop this. Yeah, so now we haven't done that in two and a half months. And you know what? Cooper's behavior has gone down the shitter because of that. This motherfucker is not getting enough stimulation because, you know what, a walk in the morning and then a romp around the uh, the field at night playing fetch and shit, it's cool. Like, it tires him out, but it's not as stimulating and purposeful as utilizing his instincts once a week or more you know so i know that he's itching to get back up there and to be honest i'm itching to get back up there too so anyhow okay on to the guest hook is a young lady who has been killing it for like the last i don't know only maybe year and a half or two years if that it might only really be like a year i don't know but she's put out bully i love you hook and now today I Love You Too hook is coming out, and she is just on a hot streak. She's a lot of your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. She's a lot of your favorite influencer's favorite rapper. She is linked up with Nedarb Negrum, Nedarb, uh, who is a friend of the show, and, you know, honestly, just really comes through whenever I... uh, He works with so much talent that I'm just like, yo, this person that you're working with now, do you think they would want to do the show? He's like, yes, let me get them. And he's so helpful. Honestly, Ned is like the guy behind the guy for fucking Los Angeles. Like, I don't know. He really really is a spoon that stirs the pot. We've talked about him. He's been on the show. You guys know who he is. I love talking to Hook. Love listening to Hook rap. Her performance today was great. It's called Answers. You guys can go to youtube.com slash kindofneat. Watch that right now. Without further ado, we're going to pay some bills and get into my interview with Hook. How has life changed since after Bully came out? Bully. Oh, my God. Um, Well, I dropped I Love You Hook, and then I dropped Crash My Car after Bully. 
and those two projects were fun to do. Um, and Crash My Car, that's still, that came out in 2020. 2020. I, e- even though oh, t- yeah, 0, 1, 2, 3, my birthday. Came, that's when it came out. It came out in January. Yeah, January. Even though that feels like a fucking lifetime ago, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> Fuck yeah, 2020 has been the slowest moving year. And it's only going to get slower. So that's year. just how it is. Yeah, for <laughs> that's real. That's just how it is, bro. So you made I Love You Hook and Crash My Car. Crash my car. Yeah. You, you're just like working. Yeah, I, I really just, just studio. I'd rather just go to the studio. I don't really like to go out only if it's like shows or supporting my friends or shit like that but like i don't i'd rather just go to the studio yeah where does that work ethic come from um i think recording for me is just like fun i don't think it's like as a work so it's not really like work ethic i think um i don't know i like to have fun shit this recording is fun to me that's 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 your fun. That's your hobby. Yeah, what I do you like other hobbies. You don't do anything other than record. You got other friends other than recording I, friends. No, only have, <laughs> I really only have creative friends. I really? don't like. And if I'm not recording, I'm watching them record. Um, I yeah, I swear, I just be like artsy, everything. Like that's wild. Yeah, lucky you. Yeah, I, I mean I'm that's blessed. gonna that's gonna lead to some riches. That creativity is the fun, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's how I feel. Well, it's wild to me because thinking back of our last conversation, like, that's really been you since you're, like, 12, 13, right? Yeah. Like, you were recording raps back then. Yeah. When I was younger, I was, it was, like, kind of like a force, like, um, hey, wake up, 6 o'clock, let's go. We have practice, vocal coach training, you have all this shit to do, we just got to do it. So I think now, probably because I'm older, it's just, like, normal to me. It's not really, like, a... Yeah, you it's were, like I'm supposed to do it. Like, yeah. I think you were in like music boot camp. Yeah, I was in music. I'm in music boot camp right now again. Yeah. I'm starting all the way over. So really? yes. When you have that uh, flip of the coin, where it's like safer at home orders are either gonna make you miserably depressed or make you super active. Mm-hmm. You chose the super active part. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm way. I think I'm an introvert, but like I like to um like go outside. Like I I notice like me now. I like to wake up hella early, run, just do actual shit like that humans are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But then I also like my space and just like studying and just like being at home and just like actually perfecting like my craft and just watching like, I don't know, like idols, moguls, like independent moguls, all that. Who or what do you study? Um, Right now? Do you really know what I'm studying? Yeah, I do. Um, I am studying a lot. I'm studying um how to be a stoic. What's that? It's just a basically, it's like um, philosophy, like the uh, most famous um, principles are Marcus Aurelius, um, Ep- Epictetus, and Seneca. Uh-huh. It's just basically like a philosophy, like a, um, I believe in hardship. Like, I don't, I kind of like go towards like people's vibes and like um, energy and shit. I just basically believe like there's no L's, there's only lessons. Like, well, and that, and that is an L, isn't it? Yeah, a yeah. Lesson is still yeah, L. yeah, yeah, an L is still a lesson. So I don't believe losses. I only believe in like, oh, I learned this from that. It's almost like inherent positivity, right? Yeah, it's, it, yeah. I say something similar to that, where it's like fail hard and fail fast. Because if you're hmm. if you're failing hard, getting knocked on your ass, yeah. and you get up again and try, like yeah. you're fucking winning. There are no failures. Yeah, there are only yeah, lessons yeah. to be learned. Really, I'm kind of optimistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think I was optimistic growing up. Really? No. Nah, and I have like, yeah. As I'm I've, too optimistic though it gets me in trouble sometimes so it's like how so i just think so much of people i just think they can never do something like that and then they would do something like oh, that so and then i'm like fuck it's a lesson you're quick to trust people 
not really. It's just more like um, I don't. I try to look at every other possibility that could have happened before I do the worst because I expect so much from humans. But sometimes it's just not like that, and it's. What do you mean? Like, do you make excuses for people? Like, wait, no, they can't be fucking me over. Like, they must have be going through this, that, or the other, and that's why they're it's doing. It's like it. I, I do play devil's advocate. Like, yeah. I would, I would think, well, the reason why they're doing this is only because. But now I, I kind of like see it as that, and also like, it's not for me. I, I look at red flags now. I think yeah. before, or when I was a little bit younger, I would just look at. I wouldn't see like actual red flags of people and Uh like signs where it would be like no don't do something with that person because or just because of that but now i kind of like understand and like put my foot down yeah like no bullshit i got you right are you spreading your wings and starting to work with more people when we first talked (laughs) i think you were pretty much only working with ned at the time oh yeah like well producer wise like um I have like a, I, it's everything with me is like just um, very spontaneous. So like if I just happen to see you, then that's what it is. I really don't prefer like um, beats getting sent to me unless I personally know you, because I feel like if you send a beat to me, like you think you'll never meet me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I love like um, Eva Gianni, like everybody on my I love you too hook tape. I personally met them, Tony. Um, 2009 like there's all people i've actually met got to know their character and like i feel like once you know their character and all that you also sense them in the vibes of the beats and all that i want to hear more about the things that you're studying to be honest oh, yeah Sto- stoicism is it sto- uh, stoicism uh, stoic- yes okay yeah um yeah. okay well there's like nine exercises yeah or nine practices you have to practice in order to be a stoic like the first one i think i um I actually took hella serious was um, misfortune, the practice of misfortune. Um, you have a memorized? Some of them. All right, let's hear. Um, my I'll... memory's coming back to me. Let's I used to not it. remember shit. All right, let's but like, um, yeah, the first one was misfortune. misfortune. So basically, Marcus Aurelius said like, um, in order to like actually be like within yourself, you should give all the stuff that you worry about away. And look at yourself face to face, what's in front of you. And you would be like, this is all the stuff I was worried about. So by that, it would be like clothes and be- in the BC era and Greek, whatever. All they had was clothes and all that. So they would give all their clothes away. And then he would be like, now this is all you were worried about. So I, I ended up like giving most of my clothes away just no to like way. my family. Yeah, yeah, just like my my little sisters, like, all that shit. So I gave all my clothes away. That was my first practice. Um, Another one that really helps me out is journals. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I, I journal a lot. Or if I'm studying, I'll I'll write down everything because you actually, Stoics believe you have to actually write down the feeling through your hands so you can remember and all that stuff. And it's also, like, just a great everyday at the end of your day to write something you've learned. When you journal, what does that look like? Are you writing pages? Are you writing one page? Is it just um, a few sentences? Um, I, well, I have two journals. One's, like, very detailed, and one's just, and another one just, like, um, feeling, uh, feelings I've had for the day, like something yeah. that I think that's important that maybe, I don't know, like, yeah. if I, when I grow up, I probably want to give it to my, my future kids. I don't know. Yeah, right. But I think it's just tools to help people 
who are going through something like that. Do the feelings that you jot down and contemplate in the journal ever make it into the songs? If you're ever feeling like a little lulled, do you like cruise through there real quick and see um, see if anything would work for the song? Um, I honestly haven't tried to do that yet, but like feelings never are like the way something makes you feel or something really doesn't you don't you don't lose memory of that you yeah, know right. you know if if the beat comes on and it brings me to a certain time in my life or something like it's i think it's easy to tap into it especially because i write it down so yeah. now i will remember exactly a feeling but um stoics you have to bring your journal i didn't bring my journal with me right now so i'm messing up like yeah. right now but you should definitely bring your journal like everywhere you go really yeah and just be writing it well that's whenever. why yeah whenever you want to yeah, uh, right. that's why i have a smaller one and then like a big one. You got the notepad on your phone. You I don't like this? it. Oh, I don't man. like that. I feel you, like it's you not You actually real. like to yeah, write. Yeah, it can, it can delete or something. Like, how, how how's your handwriting? It's horrible. Yeah, mine I, I never, too. I never had good penmanship though. Bro, I can't ever. even read my own handwriting anymore. Yeah. Like when I write, I go, "What the fuck did that? Yeah. What was I writing? What does that say?" So yeah. now I have to use a notepad or else I can't read it I in the future. That. <laughs> I like writing though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, are you, you left-handed or right-handed? Definitely right-handed. See, I'm left-handed, and so then I smear the ink. And oh, this you're left-handed. Pe- yeah, like writing has just always been a, a, a real thorn in my side, ever since I was a kid. Anyway, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I like what you said a second ago, where it's like you'll always remember what you feel. A great old idiom is that like yeah. pe- people won't remember uh, what you said; they'll remember mm, how, how you, you made f- them feel. How you made them feel. Yeah, yeah. it's very real. Yeah, very. What kind of moguls are you studying? Mostly independent moguls, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like who? <laughs> I was studying, like, um, I think the first person was obviously Nipsey, just because how close he is. And then I run, our, where I, my, my route, when I used to run, mm-hmm. it would be like, I would run this lap. Mm-hmm. And then it was us by the Baldwin Hills Mall. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a big poster of Nipsey, and it says Victory Lap. Mm-hmm. So I would like compare that to me like always running to never stop because it's like actually me just doing a lap. Mm-hmm. So I would just see that sign everywhere every day in the morning. A, it's yeah. a marathon. It's literally just a the like, marathon. Really just, yeah, the marathon continues. So it's like literally me running me every day. Or like I, I kind of compare that to like my music. Yeah. Like it's especially when you want to stop running and you're out of breath. It's like that voice in your head that says like keep going like you have to you know mm-hmm. run through it but like he was like the first independent mogul i like studied and um i kind of went on this i forgot there was like a um website something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um like the top 25 like independent like moguls or whatever there was like a few people on there um joey badass mm. um chance the rapper mm-hmm. uh he makes most of his money like off his shows which i didn't know it's just crazy as hell um who up? Macklemore, I think, was on there. Um, there was a whole bunch. It was crazy. It, it just, it's just crazy to me, like how hard they work for what they've got. And yeah. it's, it's, I, I think that's dope as hell to me. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people don't want to work. <laughs> Indeed, and it seems like that's all you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think it's. I don't like to be in a room feeling like. You're not like, making something happen. I'm not even making something. I don't like to be in a room with other people and not feeling like on their level, not feeling like knowing what's going on. And if I don't, if I feel like that, I want to learn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is going to sound super snobby of me, but I'll be honest. Like, I often feel really bad for people that don't have any 
drive or like that don't have any aspirations, I guess. Like I've always been, even when I was a pessimistic person as a youth, I still had aspirations, you know what I'm saying? Whether or not I thought they were going to work out, it's like I could never just see myself being like, yep, I go to work and I wear a tie every day and fucking. It's like I have actual like, I know people like that that just want to grow up, have a family, why pick a fence and just live. I it's nothing wrong. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. No, but me, nothing. I don't I'm a dreamer. I'm a dream I I don't I can't see like, I remember living in Riverside and then like working at Sonic and it's just like are hearing them speak about like their dreams or how they want to be like just the manager or the employee of the week. And it just that can like honestly like brainwash you to think that that's all there is i think that's what a lot of people like think of like that's all there is for me especially being in small towns like that and then when i went to la and seen all of the underground i was like your dreams are actually like there's no limit on them you can do anything you want (laughs) right and something i always talk about is like people set a goal and then they forget that like when they achieve that goal they're gonna have to make a new one yeah and that's the real scary yeah. part because it can seem like you're Never working satisfied. towards yeah it can seem like you're working towards this one goal that's like oh man when i get there it's gonna be yeah everything and then when you get there you're like fuck that wasn't everything i don't now, feel, now what? yeah i don't and it's like i mean i don't ever think i'm going to feel like that it's right. kind of like sucks because it's a bottomless pit of, yeah it's kind of yeah because you i kind of you apply that to everything like mm. i apply that to my lyrics my beats my dancing everything i'll be like oh this is not yeah this is not good enough mm-hmm. and it's not to say that it's not hard to me it's just i'm not it's just, i don't know i get bored easily i think i feel that i think that's what it is i feel like it's hard to find a partner when you're like that as well mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah like a love interest that is not as driven as you yeah. is really hard to tolerate yeah i i don't tolerate it yeah <laughs> i want it i just right. i just don't tolerate it yeah. um I think, <laughs> I think all like the partners, our future partners that I will be with, they'll actually understand that I'm. I put my music um, first right now because that's that's really all I want. Yeah. I don't really want a love interest right now. Right. It's, well, and that's hard to juggle when you do put work first. It's hard to even have it. Yeah. I'm newly married. You feel me? So yeah. I still think about that. About like, yeah. Congratulations. I spent, thank you. I spent my whole like, yeah, twenties and thirties yeah. like just obsessing over work and really? aspirations and didn't give anybody the time of yeah. day. You feel me? And I don't know what I'm I think that's at. the way to go. Yeah. Be a boss. Like, <laughs> like they don't ever tell females you're, to then go then out and do. That do, when you're ready. Yeah. Do yeah. what you want. Just follow your dreams first. My mom always um, taught me and my sister's career, then husband, then kids. Like, she would tell me that since we were, like, seven years old and have to repeat that to her, like, every morning on the way to school. Wow. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. Damn, so you were in all kinds of boot camps. You had the music boot camp. You had the, like, look, career, then (laughs) then, uh, relationship, then kids. Everything. You can't get out of boot camp. Boot camp is really just, like, school. Like, you can never really just learn there's always something to learn, really. Yeah. So I, I, I'm definitely in boot camp right now. There's nothing else to do other than, like, focus right. on myself. Do you find yourself studying and idolizing independent acts because you wish to remain independent your whole career? Is that something you aspire to? Is um, like, I want to build my own empire? Or do you foresee yourself reaching out eventually and trying to, like, be on the radio? I do want to be on the radio. I do want all those things. I think I just really go with the flow of things. Like, Mm -hmm. 
Um, right now, I don't feel I don't feel like signing to a label, so I'll I'll remain independent as mm-hmm. long as I'm comfortable. I, I kind of feel like artists should should definitely like develop by themselves and not under a label. Mm-hmm. And then once you have once you're um, comfortable with yourself, you could be able to direct a team into this is exactly mm. what it is, and not getting your vision misconstrued or other people's opinions it's like that. I feel like that's entirely too much for, especially an upcoming artist like myself, 21. I, I just want to do what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that's mm-hmm. how I just feel about it. Like, mm-hmm. Labels are always going to be there. Yeah. I don't usually ask about this shit because I don't know nothing about it, but like, I just think your style is dope. And every time I see you, like, mm-hmm. you always got a different look going yeah. on. I feel like you got an eclectic style. You have a lot of looks. Yeah. Where do you pull inspiration from at being that you are so young? Do you look backwards for yeah, fashion shit? Yeah. yeah. I, I mostly look, I mean, you can't look forward. Yeah, not obviously. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel um, Yeah, I kind of, like, I think I, I don't know why I cut my hair. I just did it. Yeah. But like of course then there comes like damn it. It's because of the last dance. That's the Robin shit right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's so crazy because um I obviously seen like Dennis Rodman yeah. growing up, but like I come out here, then that happened. My first inspiration was Eve. Oh, oh man! Because Eve, I yeah. seen um, her have the pink, and yeah. I love like this the all pink on her, and yeah. then the all icy blonde. Like think that was fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, pink's my. Oh, I think pink's my signature color. Anyways, I love the color pink. Yeah. And then I was watching this documentary with my grandpa about Dennis Rodman. And like his that life. ESPN thirty for thirty. I think yeah, that's, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, that was so. I watched was, some of it. It was deep. It yeah. was definitely deep. I think it was just um, his story is just interesting, and I think he just a hard like he's hard. He's definitely yeah. a hard person, just himself, and I fuck with that. So, and a lot of people don't want to cut their hair off. Like females, I feel like you just cut your hair off one time. Yeah. I don't know if I told you that the last time, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just feel like people should just cut their hair off like just one good time because hair is so it. important to people. Like, I gotta cut my shit off every three days, you feel? Because it don't <laughs> yeah, grow back. Ball Diddy committee. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Nah, it's wild because we were we were talking off air about like '90s rap and like yeah, how I lived through that and you didn't, but yeah. but the whole like. Just the 90s era of Rodman, like, people—I almost look at it but as, I can't like, imagine. if you're young and you find out about Michael Jackson, it might never make sense, like, mm. how big Michael Jackson was. Because you're, like, you only know him as, like, the late-stage Michael Jackson yeah. where he was, like, looked at as kind of a, a social miscast yeah. or, or, or outcast That's so or whatever. Crazy. Right? But, like, when I was a kid in the 80s, Michael Jackson was that, that motherfucker. Like, that was it. Yes. And and it's the same thing kind of with Dennis Rodman yeah. where, like, now people look at him and they go, oh, this is— weird ass dude with like Kim Jong-un and mm-hmm. all this shit and like always crying on TV yeah. and, but man there was like a period of like two three years in the 90s before he went way left field where like that was everybody's that was style icon yeah, style that was icon. it that yeah. was it like anyway yeah he I mean, definitely made some like crazy I mean you can say, see it today cause they're all yeah. on he's all on like Instagram still to this day yeah. just his hair he so yeah. it's amazing I think do you ever go back and look at like '90s teen magazines for fashion inspiration? Those are so cool. I, I really because I, wish I look you at were the jeans right now and I'm like, this is how this is how the jeans used to girls when I went to high school wore yeah. jeans like that. I like G Star jeans. Yeah. I like yeah, really baggy jeans and probably like a tight shirt. Like I think that's like my little thing right there. That's like that super '90s. Yeah, shit that's right that now. super '90s. Yeah. You know, you gotta I'm, bring spaghetti straps it, back. Yeah, <laughs> I want some merch like that, but that's some future shit. Yeah. You, you, you gonna wait for that? Um... Yeah, I just like baggy. 
I like to be comfortable for the most part. Yeah, and then but cute. Yeah, me too. I like to be comfortable but <laughs> cute. cute. Uh, <laughs> mainly sweat shorts at all times. Yeah. Before I got here today, I was like on the internet searching for new sweat shorts because I'm wearing mine out during quarantine, yeah. getting holes in them and shit. You were talking about running in Baldwin Hills. Does that mean you've relocated from the IE and you live oh, out yeah, here? Oh yeah, yeah. I live in LA yeah. now. What's your address for the? No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> how is living in LA different than the IE? Uh, shout out to the IE. I love the IE. Yeah, don't. I, I there, love no LA though. I love, yeah. I love LA because there's just people here. <laughs> like people, you can just meet anybody in LA, and they have, I think, an inspiring story of art. And like this, there you can just meet somebody in, in LA, and they can be like, like a famous caterer, like some crazy shit, like <laughs> in line at a grocery store and they'll just talk to you or you'll talk to them and y'all chop it up and and then you'll just know each other. It's a, it just like LA, just a different vibe, I think. Um, like, yeah, definitely nothing compared to the IE. So I'm having, I'm having a great time. I love the sun and I love the trees. Yeah, I always try to explain why I love LA so much, people. And, that's and a I good, love the beach. Yeah, I love the beach too. And that's a good point though, is that like, this is a land of dreamers. Mm-hmm. Everyone here is dreaming about something. Everybody came here just to dream. You like, feel me? Yeah. And so it's like, it's really just this black hole of creativity yeah. that just draws people to it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you can and, see that on the walls, the graffiti on the wall. You can literally look anywhere and, like, actually, somebody's inspiring. Right. Somebody. Might not be you, but, like, they inspired somebody. And even the most bummy motherfuckers that you <laughs> hang out with at the bar that, like, you're not sure how they pay their rent. When yeah. you actually, like, start asking questions, you're like, oh, you're actually doing some cool yeah, shit, too. Yeah, I just thought you yeah. were a drunk. And then, yeah, somebody, it's like you, and then it's like a, you know, they know somebody you know. Yeah. LA is just it's so small. small. It's the biggest small, small city. Or it's the smallest big <laughs> yeah. city. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, shout out to the land. Do you see yourself living here forever, you think? Is this is this your home now? Um, I used to say I'll never move out of California, but I think that's a lie because there's a lot of world out there's there that I haven't seen. So yeah. I just, it's really was like for me, oh my gosh, no family. I want to be by my family for the rest of my life. And now I'm like, dang, I can see myself living, I don't know, Atlanta, New York. I can see myself like living there for a couple, but I think I'm always going to come back to California. Yeah. You've been on the road a couple of times. Now, yeah, yeah. 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 And what cities have really stood out to you? Is it Atlanta and New York? Yeah. Those are your spots? Those are my spots. You got, you, you, I have, those places. you got like people there now, too. Oh, those are my yeah. peeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I fucking love Atlanta and New York. Those yeah. are like my two favorite states to go to, really? I think. Yeah. I think Atlanta's the first one. Have you been overseas at all yet? No. Not yet. No, we didn't. It was too late. I know. That's got to be like one of the biggest bummers right now for somebody at the yeah. spot you're at in your career. Because I'm sure you have been developing your chops since you were a kid yeah. on stage. But like right now is really the time in your career where you would be want to like be solidifying what the hook stage show shit. looks like. And now you're unable to, right? Yeah, I'm shit. I'm, I'm just excited for the future. Do you really. miss being in front of people? Yeah, I miss performing. Yeah. Yes. Because even though you are an introvert, People are surprised to learn that you can still be an introvert on stage and enjoy it, huh? I yeah, I don't I don't think it makes sense to people, but it's not the same as like like actually me entertaining doing something I like love to do is like definitely not the same as just me like sitting in a room with like 10 plus people actually 
having to like get up and like hi how are you doing yeah, when exactly. i just be chilling you know what i'm saying because you know what it is people don't realize is that the difference between being in a crowd and looking at the performer mm. and being the performer looking at the crowd is that mm. when you're when you're on stage you're still alone yeah and so you're still getting to be introverted <laughs> it's like you everywhere is a stage for me you're i the always only feel one up like there. that yeah. Yeah. i always feel like alone but with everybody i don't want to be like that motherfucker yeah. to sound like that but like that's kind of how i do be feeling yeah cameron has this old line i don't know if you ever listen to cameron but he says she would throw a pout how i'm showing out mm. how i'm outgoing mm. but don't be going out mm. <laughs> <laughs> i've always related to that because it's like that was crazy. i'm outgoing to an extent yeah, but like, i think i'm very outgoing but that but i'm still introverted yeah somehow. yeah i'm just yeah. be chilling for the most part though yeah right, right but then i like to have fun i'm weird i just like i don't everything. think you're that weird i think I, people think i'm so weird why? like i don't fucking know i think i'm a regular person yeah. like but I can understand why somebody would be like, I'm weird. I think this, our, our seeing me just like online would be like, um, she's interesting. Like, she just, mm. I don't know why people think I'm weird. I'm really cool. I think I, I like being weird, though. I don't, I don't give a shit. But yeah. like, see, I'm twice your age. So, and to me, you seem like an old soul. So I don't find mm. you weird. But I'm sure maybe if I was 21 and I wasn't doing shit, I'd be like, yeah. Psh. She's weird. Like, yeah. Oh, she's doing too much. People be. I think people just say that. People just say like as a backhand compliment. But I really, I, I enjoy being weird. I enjoy being myself. Yeah. People be like you're weird, but I like you. You're cool. Yeah. It, right. They try to say like a backhand, but I don't. It, it isn't. It's not rude. Right. It's, it's okay to be weird. It's a compliment. It's yeah. It's okay. It's, yeah. it's definitely good. It's we're yeah. good. What do you listen to right now other than the shit you're working on? Um, that's <laughs> I'm listening to gospel music. I'm listening to Solange Willow. You, so you see where vibes. Yeah. I just listened to I just listened to you're the on a spiritual journey. Yes. I'm yeah. just chilling. <laughs> I'm just yeah. trying to like woosa. Um yeah, those is I listen to like a lot of Jay Z. Um What era of Jay Z? I don't know. Because he got mad errors. Yeah, I know. It's mostly just, like, my favorite songs right now. Uh, the first one that popped in my head is Soon You'll Understand. But um, there's a there's one album. I don't know what it's called. But, like, Soon You'll Understand. Like, that yeah. shit. Jay-Z know what the fuck. He, be on, he was on some shit. Yeah. He was definitely on some shit. Mm-hmm. I think he's hard as yeah. hell. No, I'm excited because we were talking, like I said, we were talking off air about rap that we listened to. And it sounds to me like you're about <laughs> to be in this... I'm gonna phase be, of discovery. I'm gonna be in a vibe, for bro. Because there's so much yeah, to learn. I'm discovering. That's what it Talk is. Talk about learning, bro. Yeah, Talk about studying. Yeah. Like, there's a lot for you to study. Yeah. And if you want me to send you emails, you just Definitely. let me know. I'll take I love you on a journey. Send me, yeah, I love when people <laughs> send me like um, play, especially like um, older people send me like the um, old shit that they've been listening to. Yeah, us old folks. Yeah. <laughs> us older people. What year were you born? I was born in 1999. 99. That's the year I graduated high school. That's crazy. You know. uh, I'm 20. I graduated in 2017. Wow. Yeah, I'm class 17. And you never had any dreams of going to college, huh? I went to college for a bit, and then I didn't really like it. Yeah. Because when I was in college, um, my brothers had a studio, like, um, down the way. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, just come to the studio. So when I started going to the studio, I started getting, like, hella like, less invested. I was never really invested, but 
yeah, and also like college to me is just like why can't we just learn it? Like I don't, I'm not really good with like taking tests and right. remembering shit. Like, well, it seems like you're a self starter and you're studying your own path. You're studying yeah, what you want to study on I, your own anyway. I, I definitely don't like somebody telling me this is what right. it is. I like like looking it up for myself, and I had to. I'm definitely like just that's why I'm saying I'm in school right now. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a unique trait in and of itself is to be able to be such mm-hmm. a self-starter and so motivated yeah. to, like, keep yourself studying and keeping yourself wanting to learn. Because a lot of people, they need they need college and they need school because yeah. they otherwise yeah. they're going to sit at home and fucking yeah. I don't play like, video games uh, all yeah, day. I don't and like do somebody telling me yeah. something's due at yeah. the end of the week. No, yeah, sir, yeah. not for me. <laughs> Have you ever gone back and listened to, like— mm super classic albums that are considered classic like have you ever heard snoop dog doggy style i fucking love that album you do? Okay. yes that's one of my, that's my favorite album that's my okay yes yeah, it's one of my favorites all right i just want i'm just curious about that kind of shit because like you know i have little nephews right now like i have a nephew that's like 12 yeah and he loves music he's super into music and he's still just young enough to think that his dad and i are cool you know what i'm saying <laughs> like he's not he like two more years he's gonna be like you guys are fucking washed like i'm uh... not listening to you but right now it's like i can tell him like yo go listen to this out and tell me what you think that's fine you can always do that kind of kind of you know yeah. what i'm saying but i never want to be one of those dudes like oh you don't know nothing about this uh, like oh what you know you know what i'm saying i see but like what about like have you ever listened to illmatic no nas illmatic i'm people gonna pull my flag no 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 no, no. no people just gonna pull my yeah. i haven't listened to no nas yet no I yeah. him. hey here's the thing is that that shit didn't it might have just skipped a generation like it's, mm. it's an amazing record don't get me wrong but yeah. i could also see had you never heard it before and listened to it now it might sound like dated i guess and, uh, and, and 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 when it came out no one ever thought it would sound dated but it might sound a little dated i don't know when i listen to it i still hear it with fresh ears you feel me yeah i'm definitely gonna tap in have you ever heard wu-tang 36 chambers um my stepdad probably has played it i yeah. love wu-tang i yeah. think i just think them as collective was amazing yeah. i didn't even have to hear no music yeah i didn't have to hear no music i right. knew they were i can just look at them and be like wow this you can is tell they their changed star the world. yeah, yeah they're, they're they're just dope as shit but yeah yeah i haven't talked to them as like as much as i want to yet this isn't like a pop quiz to put you on the spot or nothing. Pop it's, re- quiz. it's really just like who gen- are you a real rapper no it's just genuine curiosity because <laughs> like i said we were talking about griselda off air yeah. and, and i was telling like west side gun he reminds me of ghostface yeah and, and I, I really think that ghostface is one of the most like criminally slept on rappers of all time mm. particularly if like if you feel like a weirdo <sighs> Listen to Ghostface, because that motherfucker was off the walls, off weirdo. The wall? He was like the weirdest of weirdos at one point, like just wild out shit. You got to, you got to. No, I'm that. You, you would love him. When people tell me, I really do go like look. Yeah, you would love uh, him. Yeah, if you never heard up. Supreme Clientele, that's like yeah, that, I've never heard it. That I think that turned twenty this year, and that's like mm. literally top five records of all time for me. Like I love that. Record. That's dope. You would love it. Sorry, I'm preaching now. I'm fucking gonna I'm preaching. Go on my phone right when I leave. <laughs> Josh has heard Supreme Clientel. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Let's talk about I Love You Hook 2. I haven't heard it yet. I just got yeah. the email. So you haven't learned it before I pulled up? I, no. <laughs> well, you, Ned sent it to me while so you were I just pulling pressed up, you like, bro, I don't want to do yeah, this yeah, shit Yeah, no yeah, no, exactly. Like, oh, man, you haven't seen the movie yet? <laughs> it's still in theaters. It's still uh, in theaters. Yeah. So how has it evolved since the first one? A lot. It has evolved a lot. I think that this one is more of a story, more um, it makes sense in what I actually um, mean by love. Um I think I Love You Hook 
was like me yelling to myself, I love you. Uh-huh. And then I love you too, Hook, is like me actually loving myself, telling myself, oh, I love you too. I'm sorry that I've been missing it as I love you, Hook, too, instead oh, of I no, love you too, totally, Hook. Yeah, I think it's, I, that was a little So the dope to first me. one is more like looking in the mirror going like, I fucking love the girl. Love me yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I love you too. It's like, bruh, I yeah. hear you. You're really starting to explore your emotions a little bit in the songs, huh? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think that this one I definitely experienced like the most I've actually ever with any type of songs. Um, and that, like my voice, the beats, um, um, switching the speed up. So like, I, I, I definitely experienced experimented like way more on this tape than like any of my other tapes i think crash my car was like people love like the intro crash my car when i act like i was in a car accident so i wanted to like (laughs) ned's being the fucking 911 (laughs) operator what do you want Uh, excuse me (laughs) ma'am like are you dead yet Yeah, yeah. yeah i think i think those are funny things and people and like enjoy the skits and stuff so i put a few more of that stuff in there but i also put in like real conversations um, I've had um, with like my sisters, like girl talk and how girls feel about boys and how what they did to him hurt. All all of that. I think I've explained um, my love journey in yeah. that. I'm only 21. I haven't had a long one. No, but, of course. Yeah, I I, exp- I I explain like what I how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It is a moment right now for just women rappers in general. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of women killing it right now. I think now. it's fucking fire. Yeah, it's so dope. Who are some of the women rappers that you looked up to growing up? Mm. And, and, like, do you have, like, got any ones that you particularly love right now? Yeah, okay. Well, I was growing up, all you heard was Nicki Minaj, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all. Like, my little sister had, like, a Barbie chain and all, and she was, like, barbed out. Yeah. Like, knew all the... You know, like, Nicki Minaj is just that rapper for, like, young girls that you wanted to learn all of Super Bass. You wanted to learn all of Itty Bitty Piggy. Like, I think she was just dope. And, like, when I was... In my girl group, we had to learn, like, Roman's Revenge because it was, like, I didn't know what it was back then. But me realizing now, I learned that song and performed it, lip sync, perform it to, like, practice her cadence. Yeah. So I think Nicki Minaj is, like, one of my biggest influences growing up. Um, I did, when I was, like, 12, I I heard the Unity song by Queen Latifah, and I played it, like, You and I, who you calling a bitch? Yeah, I played that for, like, seven months. That's crazy, because that came out, like, when I was 12. That's so great. Yeah, I felt, it was kind of crazy actually seeing female rappers growing up, because there wasn't a lot that I, like, paid attention to until, like, now. Yeah. I think when I got to college, or, like, maybe senior year, high school, I don't know, um, I started to like realize there's actually other female artists like my age out right now. Yeah. But mind you, I didn't really know much about like underground music. I yeah. didn't, I wasn't tapped in. And then I heard Rico Nasty yeah. for the first time and I put like everybody on in my city to her. Yeah. That's like the first concert I've, I've ever been to was a Rico Nasty concert. No shit. I swear to God. What year was that? Fucking maybe 2017, maybe the year. No, nah, I can't, it can't have been probably like 2018. Really? Yeah. Rico was your first ever My concert? My first ever concert. That's really dope. It's so crazy. Yeah, I think it's I, crazy. I love Rico Nasty. Shout I out Rico. I love her, yeah. yeah. It, it was dope that that was like actually my first 
experience. Um, she was there. Malibu Mitch was there. Yeah. Um, because I could see you and Rico being a really dope collab. Yeah, she's dope. I met her a couple of times. Yeah. she's she's that would be a, that would be she's a, so cool. <laughs> she's yeah. cool as fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be a song with a lot of energy. A lot of fucking, a lot of punching. It would be, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it, like it a total start a lot opposite. Of, yeah, maybe you guys would make like an emo love bank. <laughs> you never know. I love people rapper. I think they're just fucking dope, bruh. Yeah. And I think definitely like now we're getting a light that is was not demonstrated like uh, I think back in the day or not even, I think the 90s. You guys, I don't know how it was yeah, back yeah. then, but like, um, ladies, now I remember all those females. I don't think we do that anymore. See, I was gonna say it's always struck me as like during Nikki's reign in the, those early two thousand. I think it was like, hella competitive like, when Nikki was out. Or the 2010s or whatever. It was like there was only room for one. It yeah, I think like. it was. I think it was hella competitive. I yeah, think. and even yeah, even four years ago when like Cardi drops, it's like it's super competitive, competitive yeah. and it's like there's only room for one and right now it really seems like the doors are open for a lot of women to yeah. exist in this space yeah. as they should yeah. you know what yeah, I mean yeah I think it's dope bro yeah. I think it's dope I think females are honestly gonna take over for a cool last minute yeah honestly we have BK we have Baby Sosa and like honestly the list goes on um I think it, I, 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 I promise you like yeah. all of the talent I've seen just in like the females I met traveling mm -hmm. it's just it's it's dope because none of us are actually doing the same thing i think a lot of i don't mean to like pull the flag on like male rappers and like nah, talk yeah. shit but like i feel like they it all kind of sounds the same yeah. i feel like i feel like if it does it are not the same but like semi the same like we know what you're finna talk about yeah yeah fucking bitch uh-huh fucking doing drugs we know what's gonna happen. I mean, <laughs> that's my lifestyle, all right? So I don't know why you're... <laughs> fuck out of here. But if people can't fucking talk about the yeah. same type, it's just no, crazy. No, but I, I think that I think females talk about a whole uh, a different type of range. And I think it's dope when also female rappers, um, they have a whole bunch of male fans. I think that's dope yeah, as fuck because yeah. a lot of people don't want to... I think it also is like a lot of people don't want to hear a high voice on a song. I think our our ears were just not ready for it probably a couple years ago i think now people's ears are like mm. they like the baby voice they like so it's easier for people to be like oh she sounds hella dope yeah one of the things that i find really appealing about your music in general is that i can't really put my finger on what yeah. the fuck you sound like yeah <laughs> you don't you, like you don't like I, you don't sound like anybody to me i, yeah, I don't know I don't maybe i, I haven't like, like researched I enough i don't but think it's, i sound like too many other people. you're in such a different pocket than a lot yeah. of other people yeah. like the the, the i'm off beat it's like on beat, off beat shit. <laughs> yeah. Real talk, like uh, the pockets that you find, and then the way that you layer your vocals yeah. and just the the ad libs and and everything. Like it's just, I think yeah, I just different. I came with definitely a different recipe on these yeah. bitches. You feel me? How I want to get a little inside baseball with that. Like how did you develop your style over time? Is that just how rap sound in your head or did, did um, you did you used to write like more traditionally at some point? Um, uh, yeah, definitely. When I first started like recording, yeah. it was... I, honestly, I, I don't think I've done too much differently because when I was growing up, I was taught... I was taught, well, I was singing. So when yeah. you sing, it's di very different than rapping. Right. So when you sing, you have your um, lead or whatever and then you have your um, your doubles. Yeah. 
and then you um, want to add like harmonies and shit. So I just basically used the same recipe for rapping. Yeah. And I think that's really all it was. And then I think one time when I first met Father, he told me to record something, but or record my alibs and do a whole different other take, do a whole different other uh, like personality, mm-hmm. whether it's just sounds or you know. I think that helped me a lot too. So. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's basically the. I think it's the same recipe I use for you use for singing. I, I applied it to rap. Mm-hmm. And in our last conversation, you were saying like Father is one of those rappers that you just like really looked up to. Right? Yeah, and that, like now so you, that's just like your people now. Yeah, that's right? the homie. That's, that's like a, that's my brother. You man, know. I mean, a lot of people would say like, "Hey, when you get to start hanging out with your idols, that means you made that's it." So you feel me? it's definitely <laughs> life is surreal sometimes because yeah. I remember definitely being in high school. Like again, like do you know who Father is? Yeah, like. And people be like, what the fuck is this? I'll be like, I'm so weird, huh? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I thought it was dope. So yeah, that's dope. That was that was like one of my most like He sat in that very chair, right? When fucking That is so weird. Right, right when Young Hot Ebony came out. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes. I love I love so I love weird. Father. Yeah, he's great. I love him too. Cause even your the tone of your voice when you rap, it's mm. not you inflect in a way where it's just like you're tapping into this like yeah. primitive space. Sometimes I like, hear it. Yeah, sometimes I hear um, the sound I want in my head first. Mm-hmm. But like mostly now, I'll just go in there and just probably start off with just melodies. Melodies are important to me. And then I'll go on from there. Yeah. Yeah. You still sing at all? Yeah, I just started my vocal lessons. Oh, really? Yeah. How's so I'm that? happy. I feel silly. Really? Because I have Cause to do like, stupid <laughs> shit. Literally, that's yeah. the one. That's the one that yeah. makes me like, shit, man, I have to fucking do this shit. That's the and then up. the motherfucker was like, okay, since you feel silly, um, act like you're performing while you're doing it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, now I have to stand up and perform it. And I'm just like, God. <laughs> but I, I'm kind of over it now. Now I'm like, I want to sing better because I want to sound good and pretty. So In the future, would you see the singing side of you work into the hook stuff or would you yeah. start a singing side yeah really? yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i'll start any i'll do anything country yeah. techno i'll do anything oh shit i'm gonna be like the beatles a country techno band the beatles you mean? <laughs> like just as far as them like actually jumping into the different like genre are you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. a lot of like beyonce when she was jumping into i want to be yeah. able to do all of that i just uh, i just gotta learn everything right. first <laughs> you still dance I wanted to get. I haven't been to a dance class in so long since I was younger, but because how fucking hard would it be with your that's coming with, too, that's with coming your too. music to have like choreographed fucking stage show? Bruh, I'm, I'm that shit. would be scary. And it's not gonna be no one two motherfucking uh-uh. stay some right. real. I really when I, if I'm gonna do something, I really want to do it. We're not pussy sliding. Yeah, I'm not. J- <laughs> but shout out to the sis like that be hitting that shit. But yeah, it's not even gonna be like no TikTok looking. No, I really yeah. or like no hit them folks. Like nah, I don't. Yeah. I don't like. I when I was growing up, I loved like Sierra. Yeah. Like and how she danced in her videos, and I was like my stepdad. Um, cause I was in a group, so they were like, you know how they just compare, like, she's the dancer to Sierra. You know what I'm saying? So I had to like study Sierra growing up, and I just love the way she danced. Yeah. I loved it. I, I used to want to be a dance teacher when I was a kid. Really? So yeah, but I'm here. <laughs> Either way, it's dope. It's still early. Yeah, you can still do it. Yeah. That. that brings me to the question: like, as a 21 year old, 21, when you watch TikTok video, like, I'm old. That shit is mad. <laughs> confusing to me like that's one of the first social medias that like <laughs> that shit is funny it doesn't make sense to, i'm and like why I, are all these kids doing the same dance on it kids? don't like, make sense because i don't think it's for 
I, it's for not for us, me. I don't yeah. think it's for me either. Yeah, Shit, yeah. I think it's for my little sister. Oh, like, okay, yeah. I tried it. I really wasn't for me. Yeah. But then again, I was on Vine. And yeah. Damn there. I love Vine. Yeah, Vine, but I don't. People say it is like Vine, but it's yeah. not like Vine. It's not like Vine because a lot of the videos seem to not really have a point other than they invitation like, and homage or homage. Yeah. And it's like also TikTok is like literally what the thing. To, uh, they did it, so let's copy it. Make it's like trend, you know. It, it's I mean, like forced virality yeah, almost not, or something. It's not like Vine, and it just yeah. sucks. But I like. I mean, TikTok is a cool platform for music. I mean, yeah. it's changed people it lives. Yeah, that's right. I'm not a TikToker though. Yeah, I, you know, I like watched a couple of TikTok video dances, and now my Instagram timeline is just like like when I go into the search function. <laughs> yeah, it's all just fucking Instagram what, dances. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Bro? I can see why people get into it, like, and just. Because the algorithm just forces you to. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I do like the Carol Baskin um, fucking TikTok. Man. I haven't seen that one. You know, you know Tiger King. Oh, I didn't watch it yet. Everybody told me to watch. I want to watch it, but hey, like, I see? heard about it. You're unique. You're the only person in America uh, that didn't watch it. You somebody know commented on my video, like um, for my song standing, like this should have been the intro song to Tiger King. That's it funny. was pretty funny to me, even though I haven't That's watched funny. it yet. Tell me about the front teeth. Are those just like stick-ons or what is They're that? They're just Karoski diamonds that um crystals. Yeah, crystals. That you can, can you like remove them or are they on there for good? Only from a dentist. Oh okay. really? It basically, it's like the same glue that um used for braces. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. just that it was like that's it's how like they ultraviolet light. And yeah, shit. yeah. It was dope. It took like forty-five minutes. That's dope. How long do they last? Just until they fall off or is it forever? Yeah, until they fall off that's or dope. until you go to the dentist. I can get them removed. Can anytime. you feel them on your lip? When I first started, but yeah. now it's like I think it's regular. I don't I don't pay attention to them no more. It's dope. It's like a it's a nice little switch up from it's a, a little grill. Ting. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, them. It's a cute. Lot. It's gonna reflect. It's gonna be blinging on the camera. They do, they do, and it's so cute. I fucking love them. That's tight. My shiny teeth in me. Well, hook. It was fantastic to catch up with you. Oh, thank you for and having me back. You're just so back. easy to talk with. Yeah, we. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is therapeutic for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> I know a couple, a couple of outgoing introverts fucking ah. trying to bullshit with each other. For those of you who are confused as to why I'm saying catch up, last year when I was doing the You Feel Me podcast, I did have Hook on as a guest right after, Period. right after Bully came out. I think like mm-hmm. it was, a, it was like brand new. And so this is our second conversation, but it's because I wanted to have her come on and perform. And what perfect timing! Because I love you too. Hook is coming yeah. out. So go check that out. Tell the people where they can find you online. You can find me at IOI Hook on Instagram, Twitter. I pretty much have the same name everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also includes SoundCloud, iTunes. Da, 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 da. Go find her, IOI Hook, on all social media platforms. What's the song that you're going to be performing today? I'll be performing Answer, produced by Mexico Dro. You're going to find that on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash kind of neat. My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can find me online at It's Intuition. You can follow us as a unit at kind of neat across all platforms. And yeah, hit us with a subscribe. Don't just listen to the podcast on YouTube. Go listen to it on a podcast app like a fucking adult. Take a jog. Get the quarantine out of your head. Subscribe to kind of neat. Listen to a conversation. That said, this was Hook. Beep. I am Lee. Yeah. And this was kind of neat. Kind of neat.